It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. Welcome to Rico Bronia. It's actually getting emotional now because think about this. How many more Rico Bronias do we have before baseball is back? Before it's spring training, before it's the World Baseball Classic, before it's fake baseball games between the Mets and the Cardinals in Port St. Lucie. We are, I mean, seriously, we are days and days away from baseball returning. So as we get closer to spring training, the excitement starts to build. A lot of things we're going to hit on on the pod today. Uh, a reminder, though. Coming up on Sunday night into Monday, uh, we will be posting the Rico Bronia in which we rewatch Game 7 of the 1986 World Series. So if you haven't had a chance to do it yet and you wanted to do it, the link is on the profile in the description of this latest podcast. You can click on it. It's well done because there's no commercials. So you're literally watching Game 7 of the 86 World Series with the great Vin Scully, and we are going to break it down in-depth, there's so many amazing things from this Game 7 that I was never told about, to be quite frank with you, as someone who was only three years old at the time. I've heard many stories about the 86 Mets, but we know after watching Game 7, there's a lot of stories that were left out. So we certainly hope you watch it, and we'll talk about it coming up on the next edition of Rico. As far as today's concerned, a lot of things we're going to hit on. Carlos Beltran's return to the organization. Concerns about the World Baseball Classic. Steve Cohen doing multiple interviews in which he said some interesting things. Matthew Allen's injury. And also, believe it or not today, a little bit on the lasting impact of Brody Van Wagenen. But let's start off with Beltron. When I saw that news a few days ago, that Carlos was coming back into the Met organization as an assistant to the general manager, Billy Epler, My first reaction was this. You're welcome, Yankee fans. You're welcome. You didn't like him on Yes Network. You didn't like him doing the broadcast as an analyst. Don't worry. He was going to go to the studio. Well, guess what? You don't have to even worry about him in the studio because we took him off your hands. So after I got past that, I thought about his legacy. We did a podcast all about Carlos Beltran a couple of weeks ago. If you haven't heard it, go back into the archives. You can take a listen, which we talk about. Basically, his entire time here, from the moment he was signed to everything that went in the middle of it, and really the the oddness of Beltron's legacy as a guy that I think we'd agree is the most successful free agent signing in the history of the franchise, and yet kind of has this mixed feeling from Met fans. I My first reaction, I don't know if you thought this, Pete, was this is the Mets' way of kind of warming us up back, warming us back up to Carlos by bringing him back in the family, by bringing him back in the organization, and that if he is inducted into the Hall of Fame a year from now or two years from now, that our adjustment to Carlos Beltran Day would be easier than the guy who's broadcasting Yankee games, but instead as a guy who's in the organization. Is that too conspiracy theory-like? Or does that make any sense? Uh, it makes sense, but that was not my initial thought. My initial, my initial thought is, what is Carlos Beltran's obsession with the New York Mets? Because it feels <laughs> like no, I'm being serious. 
if it feels like he only wants to manage for the Mets. He only wants to. Re- I know he was part of the Yankees broadcast. I, I get it. He was with the Yankees, Yankees organization, but he doesn't want to coach or manage or be really anywhere else but New York. And now he's making his ties again with the Mets. It feels like he loves it here, which is great. But does he does he feel like he owes us something? No. So here's my interpretation of that. I think Carlos Beltran loves us. And I think Carlos Beltran is very worried. Uh, Andy Martino, who many times me and Craig rip, but sometimes he's got interesting pieces. I give him credit. Wrote something very interesting about Carlos. One little thing that was interesting. The rest of it was a bore. And the interesting thing was Carlos Beltran was concerned that he was going to get booed when he walked into City Field for the Roberto Clemente tribute that took place in September of last year. And what I take from that is Carlos Beltran is aware of his legacy and he's aware of his mixed legacy with the Mets, but he's also aware that he's a Met. He is not a Royal. He is not an Astro. He is not a Cardinal. He is not a Yankee. He's a Met and he knows that. And so much like early in his Met career, and we talked about this in the Beltran episode where he was bothered by the booze in his first year with the team. And he didn't want to give that curtain call at the beginning of year two. I think he's sensitive. And I think that he wants to be loved by us. And I think that small little kind of sentence about how Carlos was worried about getting booed when he returned to city field. And he was pleasantly happy that he wasn't booed. He got a warm ovation. I think that matters to him. So his obsession with the Mets is this. If he's going to manage anywhere, he wants it to be with the team that he's most known for. The team that he, whether you as Mets fans listening or not, agree with how I feel about Carlos and whether you want to accept him as a Met or not, he is a Met. You don't have to accept it. It's just the reality. He's not a Royal. He's a Met. So I think Carlos wants to be accepted. Uh, But I also think he's a really, really smart baseball guy. And I think he wants to be involved in front offices or managing again. And he was given an opportunity to be an assistant general manager. And I don't think that Billy Epler is going to use that simply as a token job. But I think Carlos Beltran's a really smart baseball guy. And I think Brian Cashman used him a couple of years ago. I remember Alex Cora made that comment in London that, oh, well, you know, they added Beltran. They know a lot of stuff. There's certain stuff we can't get away with, basically implying Beltran knows all about the cheating. It's not just that. He's a smart baseball guy. So I do think that while this may soften the way we view him when Carlos Beltran Day does come in a couple of years, I do also think they're going to use his brain and his baseball smarts. To rewind what you said about um, Carlos Beltran being sensitive to the fact that he has met and he wants that ovation. Not that he he wants the ovation. He just doesn't want to be booed. If he wants to be the manager of the New York Mets, which, by the way, he declined the coaching position with the Mets earlier in the season, right? Like, in the offseason, they offered him something and he declined. But if he does become the manager, he does know eventually he's going to get fired. And unless he brings a championship, they're really going to hate him. It's going to be even worse. Like, he didn't even coach a game. And people are like, what the hell? You know, so it's not a good – it hasn't been the best – even though he's the best free agent signing in Mets history, it still hasn't been the best relationship. Yeah, I I think that every manager gets fired. You know, very, very few managers get to walk out and retire a hero. I mean, Joe Torre was essentially fired 
I don't want to hear they didn't renew his contract. He was fired. Every manager in the history of the New York Mets has been fired. Everyone, I guess Casey Stengel didn't get fired. And obviously, poor Gil Hodges passed away tragically. So Gil didn't get fired. But you know what I mean? Like, you are hired. Davey Johnson got fired. Davey Johnson managed the 86 championship New York Mets and did some very cool things in Game 7, which we'll get to on our next Rico Bronia. So I don't think, though, that guys who want to manage think that way. You can't think about failure. You just think that that's your dream job. That's what you want to do. I do think that Carlos taking this job shows you that he's got bigger ambitions than just being a broadcaster. That, you know, maybe it's becoming a general manager someday. Can't rule that out. Uh, Or maybe it's getting back to being a manager. But I do wonder, because you bring up an interesting point, Pete. Is your faster route to managing, being in a front office, working hand by hand with Billy Epler, or is the faster route to managing being on a coaching staff and being a bench coach or being a hitting coach or being whatever kind of coach? And history would tell you it's being on a coaching staff. So I wonder. I wonder what his long-term goal is. But overall, uh, we don't know exactly what he's going to do. But it's good to have Carlos back. I like Carlos Beltran. I think he's been disrespected a lot in his time here. And so I do hope that this leads – to bigger things down the road. With that said, Buck's the manager for a while. I mean, I don't think Buck has any plans to not manage this team, but I'll tell you this, Buck, and I say this with peace and love, you keep winning 100 games and getting knocked out in the wild card round, eventually we're going to have some conversations. Eventually that conversation will occur. So that came up uh, as far as the success. You know, there are people dogging Cashman saying that he's not successful, whatever the case is. And they asked me about, well, what if the Mets got to that point where they keep on winning and they don't get to that, like, over the hump and don't, don't get a World Series? I'm like, it's brand new for us. So every step of the way, it's it's a win. So we need to be in the playoffs now, back-to-back years or two, three years in a row. And then ask me, oh, well, you haven't won a World Series yet. How does that feel? But right now, like, this is the goal and this we're getting there. And it's, we're it's, getting there. And all parts. It's Cohen, Epler, Buck, everybody. Oh, no doubt. I don't know exactly when we'll be there. And I think for all of us, it'll be a little bit different. Like when I say I'm done with this manager, when you say you're done with this manager or GM or or whomever, I think it'll all come at a different time. But the bar has changed. I don't think there's any doubt. Like this is this is a different world. This is no longer cute and fun. Like, oh, let's win 88 games and have a good time. No, you got to win a championship. It's why. As we sit here in the middle of February getting ready for the 2023 season, I don't think many Met fans view last year as some raging success, yet they won 101 games. We still think of the postseason failures. 